Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer? Well, then let's get started. Could you tell me what the most important thing you did to succeed in transitioning from teacher to instructional designer was? (laughs) This one's really easy. It's my master's degree by far. Um, I know, you know, I, I am tending to be in the, you know, tending toward the side that says like, um, you know, formal education is not really necessary. What's better than formal education is experience, right? Which, you know, a teacher would have an instructional design. And I think, you know, it's not the path for everyone, but my master's degree, the reason I chose that program was because it was so practical. Um, And it was seriously the best program. I mean, it was, it was amazing. My, my professors were amazing. Everything that we did was so practical, so hands-on. And it was not like a thesis based um, program. So it was all a cornerstone project, which was an instructional design portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, yes, my master's degree was probably the most important thing, but the reason it was the most important was because it helped me develop my portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I would say actually developing a portfolio with an instructional design process to back it up, you know, with all the theory and, you know, all the steps and everything and, and lots of different, you know, instructional design theories as well, not just Addy, but, you know, mm-hmm. rapid prototyping, lots of, you know, SAM, all types of different things. So, um, yeah, definitely developing a portfolio and doing that not only through my master's degree, but also through um, an internship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Did you, I'm just curious if you started your portfolio did is that how they in the beginning of your program did you start your portfolio or did they have you do complete your portfolio in the end or was it it was all embedded I mean it was completely embedded which was what was really cool about it um you know before I was shopping around for instructional design um programs or while I was shopping around actually one of them was UCF. I don't want to say anything negative about UCF. I think it's a great school. Um, I just heard the instructional design program there was a little more theoretical. Um, I, at first I wanted to go to UCF and I heard about it, you know, some programs being a little more theoretical. Um, and then as I was looking around, I saw the, you know, the instructional systems and learning technology program at FSU. And I mean, not to mention that like Gagné, went there, which is pretty cool and taught there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was like uh he was like an adjunct professor there for a little while. Um, oh, and he wow. did some research for them as well. And a couple of other big names is I can't think of them, but it's like one of the founding programs of instructional design in, in the country. Um, so it's pretty impressive. But besides that, I just saw that it was project based. It was all built on you know everything was built around 
creating a portfolio, which I just thought, you know, wow, how perfect is that? I'll come out of this program with a really impressive portfolio that I can show, you know, potential employers. That's awesome. I wasn't even in instructional design at all when I went to FSU, but that's cool. Yeah. At UCF, we didn't build our, we started our portfolio somewhat in the beginning, but it really wasn't until the end that we, yeah, really that's, that was one thing that always bothered me. And I've always said to everyone, I'm like, you need to start your portfolio now. But yeah. Thank you. So and much. that's, yeah. So I think that's the most important thing. I mean, to, to find projects to work on, uh, right. right. And develop your portfolio. If you, even if you're working for free, you know, if you're volunteering, whatever, if you can find something to work on and mm-hmm. apply the instructional design process, I mean, not only is that way better practice and a learning experience for you, because you'll be actually applying everything you're learning, but you also have something yeah. to show for it, right? You'll have some deliverables and you'll have the process to show for that you can explain to an employer and you can say, Hey, this is what I created. And this is why these are all, you know, this is my analysis. This is how I evaluated it, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Which kind of leads me to the last question. What is one thing listeners can do right now to help advance their instructional design careers? Yeah. So just like I said, you know, finding a volunteer position or contract work, um, just finding a problem, even, you know, even if it's just something for yourself, um, find some kind of problem or a performance problem um, or a learning gap, find it anywhere, right? And then apply a systematic instructional design process to solving that that problem um, and record, you know, record everything, keep notes, keep your, you know, all of your plans, your storyboards, all of that stuff, your deliverables, anything that you do to evaluate um, or implement your, your solution. You, once you work on those types of projects, you'll just feel a lot more comfortable with the design process and you'll have something really cool, you know, to show potential employers. And I, that's, that's really, I think that's the key to getting any instructional design job is your portfolio. Um, That's how I got mine. You know, I actually was looking around for instructional design jobs at the beginning of 2022. I was looking around for a long time. Um, not a long time, but pretty, it felt like a long time. It was like three or four, yeah, like three or four months um, after my master's program. I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I knew it. I, I was, <laughs> this, this master's degree is not going to get me the job. But then I got a call back um, after I had actually revamped my portfolio. I was looking around for a long time with a portfolio that wasn't completely put together. Um, it wasn't on my own website. It wasn't really demonstrative of the whole instructional design process. So I went back and I completely revamped my portfolio, showed all the stages of the instructional design process, showed like little examples of my deliverables and everything. 
in that um, portfolio. And just a week or two after that, I got a call back and, you know, my director at HGV, he said, I saw your portfolio. It's really impressive. You want to come in um, and talk? And I went into the office there and he offered me the job on the spot. You know, wow. I just, yeah, it was kind of funny as one interview and he started, well, I think he was impressed by my portfolio, but he was also impressed when he started telling, like I asked him questions about the projects they were working on. And when he told me about the projects that they were working on, I started offering solutions and I was like, all right, let's go. Like, you know, I wanted to see what they were working on. I wanted to help them solve it then. And I think, um, yeah, that was, I mean, the portfolio got me in the, my foot in the door, definitely. And then my interest in just getting the job done and seeing what they're working on and starting to work on projects. We were working on projects in the interview. You know, I felt like I started, yeah, I started working on my first project with him during our first interview. So yeah, yeah, those are a couple of things. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, the portfolio is the foot in the door, but yeah, definitely the interview you have to master as well. That's super cool. So yeah, if it's something right now, it's definitely find a problem, Yeah, solve it with an instructional design process and put it in a portfolio, get a, get a website and put all your stuff on a website. Definitely. I'm going to put a link to your portfolio in this post as well, because I'm sure everyone will be interested in seeing it. Yeah. And it's, you know, like the, I did it on, uh, I did mine on what's it called? Um, oh, hmm. can't think of the name, but it's very basic. What's that? WordPress? Yes, WordPress. So I kind of tried to build it from ground up, you know, just like with web design stuff. So it's it's not the most impressive visually, I don't think, but I thought it shows. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's it's fine. I, I I'm a little hard on myself, I mean, <laughs> but the point of that portfolio is if you go and look at my projects, it does show like mm -hmm. the process. And then there you can see a result of the process, right? Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Definitely. I mean, it got you a job, so. Yeah. Well, an amazing job. I mean, awesome. I I didn't mean to say anything negative earlier. I, I you know, I, I have a little bit of, uh, I don't know I, I don't what know. my deal is, but I, I love HU. It's a really amazing company. Um, so happy to be working for them so, so cool. yeah I hope everyone else can can find an amazing job in instructional design as well because it's a really cool job you just you gotta put some work into it it took me from the time I decided hey I want to be an instructional designer to the time I got a job in instructional design it's probably about three years um yeah, that's good. But I think it can be done faster than that if you just find a project to work on and start working on it, get stuff together. You can get into it in no time. Awesome. Yeah, it's all about the portfolio and getting the experience. Yeah, there's nothing better than learning by doing. You know, that's right. my... <laughs> Definitely.
That's my biggest takeaway from being in education, instructional design, everything. You got to do it to yeah. learn it. Right. right. Yeah. It's so funny, too. When we were younger, it wasn't like that at all. No. When I was <laughs> it was not I like know. that. <laughs> and that's, that's what I hated about, like, math classes. I was really good at math, but then I didn't understand the application of it. And I was like, this is useless. What am I going to use this for? Right? I know. That's what I'm dealing with my eighth grade daughter right now in math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not everyone needs to learn calculus. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Okay. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview today. I've thoroughly enjoyed the process and particularly learning about your experiences in China as an ESL teacher. Um, thank you so much for for joining us today. Yeah, my my pleasure, Crystal. Thanks so much for having me. Um, and to all you instructional designers, good luck out there and or aspiring instructional designers, good luck. Find a project, get to work on it, and get your portfolio together, and you'll be there in no time. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Now that wraps up this week's e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast episode. Now it's time for you to go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today. Remember, you don't have to earn another degree and get a formal education in, in order to become successful in the field of instructional design. That's why I started the e-learning and instructional design for beginners. I would love to have you as an e-learning and instructional design for beginners member. My program is a proven step-by-step -step process you can use for a successful career in instructional design and create online courses from scratch. I offer a free membership that gives you the tools and resources you need to successfully start your career in instructional design and e-learning. To learn more, go to eteachonline.com join.